Hello and welcome to the American Cinema Foundation Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Titus, and today I'm joined again by my friend James Lilacs to talk about Jack Ryan, the new Amazon series, the old Hunt for Red October, John McTiernan movie, and whatever in between we get to. James, thanks for joining me again. We chatted about this stuff on Twitter, and I thought, how about we do a mini-episode and talk about Tom Clancy's famous Jack Ryan. Did you Why see not? the new series? Did you like it? I did, and I did. Uh, a lot of people were wondering whether or not Jim from The Office could step into this role, but apparently, as I think uh, some publications on the left are saying, that he's become the new alt-right hero, and they're very worried about this, because <laughs> he appears in movies in which America is not entirely a detestable organization that deserves to be wiped from the face of the earth. That's what I gather. It's like, he's he's playing American heroes? Can, can, can we have such a thing? You know, in the old days, uh, Hollywood was pretty straightforward about the fact that uh, in wartime, we need some some guys who can go out there and get stuff done. And so we had all these shiny heroes until, of course, the Vietnam era in which they flipped the switch and now we're the bad guys. And that's persisted ever since to the point where if you look at the old 24 uh, series, which, you know, sort of when it first came out after 9-11, we were in the mood for somebody who didn't, who, you know, cut corners and did what needed to be done because we were scared, frankly. But within two or three seasons into 24, it reverted to the old tired script of America's the bad guy. And while it may start out with Islamic terrorists blowing up a nuclear bomb, you know by the time we get to the end of it, Tom Voy or John Voight is going to walk out from behind the curtain and, and it's all going to be revealed to be a, a, a plot of, you know, of Walmart's executive board. So when Tom Cl so when the, the Jack Ryan series came on on Amazon, I thought, all right, countdown. How many episodes will it take before the Islamic terrorists are simply used as a pretext to get to the real villains, which is either going to be American intelligence agencies or some multinational corporate group. But <laughs> to my absolute surprise, that didn't happen. Jack yeah, it Ryan, is a surprise. He, and I'm not spoiling anything here, but Jack Ryan gets to be the good guy. And the CIA, while swampy and full of politics and backbiting and backstabbing, is not a force for evil in the modern world. So that's why people are worried that Jim from The Office is now an alt-right hero because, oh my gosh, there's just no nuance in this whatsoever. But actually, there's quite a lot of nuance, and that's one of the things I found fascinating about it. Yeah, I agree. This uh, transformation of character are quite interesting, like uh, Chris Pratt, who used to be a jolly, pudgy, fat guy, immature uh -huh. millennial on Parks and Recreations, turned into the hero, comic hero in Guardians of the Galaxies for sure, but nevertheless a six-pack abs hero, just like John Krasinski, Krasinski <laughs> is in this one. Sure, he does yoga, but, you know, he's got a bad back. Sure, he bikes through Virginia to, to Langley to work for the CIA, but on the other hand, he picks up a gun and kills people. So he's sort of a millennial hero, but in another way, he's an all-American hero. Somewhat manly, fairly violent when called for, but otherwise not particularly desirous of violence, much less war. So I would have thought that he'd have reassured the audience and the press, if not the crazier precincts of Twitter. Well, the crazier precincts of Twitter are never, you know, are always looking for a new car to set on fire. 
But what 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 I was interested to see that Twitter wasn't um, angry about was the portrayal of the French, because here you have a movie in which the French are not portrayed as the avatars of civilization, decency, good food, etc. They're actually kind of racist, and, yep. and 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 it's not it's not something you see often in American um, media. The casual, ingrained racism of French people when it comes to their own culture versus the people that they're supposed to regard as their equals, and they don't. Uh, I mean, it leads to an interesting scene because the the the, uh, the the Jack Ryan's boss is a Muslim, and he's an African American, but he's not a black. He's not a Nation of Islam style Muslim. And apparently he drifted into it because of his wife and found some spiritual solace there. And you can say, okay, here's the usual sop. we got to have the good Muslim to balance out all the bad ones. Uh, okay, well, who cares? It does make it more interesting, and it leads to more, what's the word? Nuance. There's a character where a, where a French cop is just confessing his anti-Islamic sentiments, figuring that the other guy will go along. And then you realize, of course, oh, right, we're the multicultural society. They're not the multicultural society. And when you have a typical angry, bitter, smoking French cop, she's not a superwoman. As a matter of fact, she makes some really bad decisions. So it's it's avoiding every one of those usual beats, pretty much, uh, that makes the show interesting. But when you mentioned before about John Krasinski that, you know, being the millennial action hero, um, you know, there's not a lot of action that he does. There's a couple of set pieces where he's required to have skills and fortitude and the rest of it. And that goes back to the first time that we met Jack Ryan in the movie Hunt for Red October. When you think about it, except for the end, what does Jack Ryan do in that movie except tell people not to do something? Yeah, you're right. His, uh, his big risk-taking moment is just he jumps out of a helicopter into choppy seas, which is no mean feat, of course, but he's not uh, an action hero. That's true. Well, you know, it, yes, jumping off into the in, onto a, a submarine. I mean, we know that Indiana Jones showed us that all you have to do is just sort of be on the sub, and then the editor will somehow make sure that you get inside. That's one of my favorite moments. <laughs> you know, how did he That's get inside? True. The editor helped him, so shut up. But right, he he jumps onto the, and then he, there's a there's a gun battle at the end, if I if I remember yes, correctly, exactly. where his his old military training comes to fore. But but essentially, it's his analyst skill. Now that's what we're supposed to believe, and that's one of the things I think that makes the character, uh, you know, almost a blank slate on which any actor can project what they want. Because you know, Alec Baldwin's great. He's cheerful. He's an analyst. He gets that across. But there's something a little bit more cerebral going on behind um, Jim from the office's eyes that I think in, in season two or three will make it worth watching. Yeah, it does seem like it's a series with a future. And you're right, it has all these surprising touches. I particularly loved the French woman, the cop that you mentioned, because in between her sessions of mocking America and the CIA, she leads her team to complete explosion, <laughs> gun right. battle, death, and it never phases her. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's so French. And that's the other thing, is that you realize the, the main terrorist, and I'm not, there's not any spoilers here, his animus is towards the French, who are seen in the very first episode, uh, striking the Bacava Valley in retaliation for a, a terrorist attack on some French soldiers. So it's, it's you know, the, the narrative is not necessarily what we would expect. Uh, people on Twitter were saying, this is the folly, this shows the folly of retaliatory bombing. This is what you do. This is what happens. Um, so, okay, well then, 
the French are to blame for what the guy wants to do to America. What I'm not looking forward to is a lot of Jack Ryan family backstory, because I always think that those things complicate me. One of the reasons Bond movies are so interesting is we're, you know, we're not ever worrying that James Bond's daughter is going to be kidnapped, right? It's an advantage. <laughs> it's very much so. It also uh, makes but, for a different kind of storytelling. So my one of my friends pointed this out that in the original Hunt for Red October, our first view of Jack Ryan, Alec Baldwin mm-hmm. is a guy with a family. He was yeah. about give, not forgetting his kid's birthday, getting her a gift, and he's got to depend on his wife to keep the home front going. He's an adult in that way and in every other way, whereas nowadays millennial Jack Ryan is in a very different situation. He is not married or attached really to begin with, but there's of course a love interest in the first season already. And he's in a very new social situation. He's uh, a different kind of guy, and he might be able to give you a characterization of what toughness, a hard job, taking risks, what it would look like in this whole new social situation for millennials in America. It's certainly not a copy of the old version of Jack Ryan. Well, I hope they figure it out because, you know, if, if season two, season three follows the usual pattern, next season we'll have an intense relationship uh, that may at the end of it involve her, of course, which nobody really wants. And then in the third, we'll have a wedding which is interrupted by terrorists who are revenging the person from the first season. That's, I mean, that's the usual standard <laughs> tropes, and I don't want to see them. I mean, one of my favorite television shows is Bosch. And the, mm-hmm. the reason being because I think that the detective is a more American. American archetype than the Bond-like international going around swashbuckling, solving Spectre and Mr. Evil, Dr. Evil and the rest of it. I think that's more American. And Bosch's daughter is an important, and his wife are important parts of the whole series of novels and actually bring it its, its, its you know, it, some really fine emotional peaks and also led to some of the worst stuff that's ever happened to the character. I mean, bad book, mm-hmm. very, very bad book which involves the daughter i don't you know nobody ever goes to read chandler or hammett thinking i want to find out what happened when marlowe forgot his aunt's birthday and had to have caught i mean that's family i so i i fear that the attempt to make jack ryan sort of the millennial bond character if that's what he's going to be um it's interesting how much actually of it is there i mean He's way behind already in the usual starting, getting married and having a family. So it's, I don't know. Yeah, Jack Ryan sees see how his job takes a toll on him and he can't go to the middle class normality that you see in a few scenes in the first season and that, you know, might not be in the cards for him. And how is he going to deal with that? I would rather see that his job and then the peculiarities of serving in the CIA put a certain strain on what he might want by way of socializing, as people say, friendship and love. That would be better. It would show, again, nuance and a certain seriousness. You don't get to have it all, even if you are Jack Ryan, or especially if you are Jack Ryan. And it might make a a better show of an American type of hero if you want to see what he has to sacrifice or let go of within this American context now in the 21st century. That's true, but you wonder what his. If, I mean, what his generation. Uh, Jack Ryan has given up something. He's been through. He's been through difficult, scarring situations. He had military service, right? And then and now he's doing, you know, analyst work in a cubicle. Um, but if he be emblematic of a generation, this the, you know, that generation is not 
broadly distributed with war veterans the way that my parents' generation was. I mean, it's it's a different set of cultures. So I, it's if if he's representing the millennials that are finding themselves in a different social milieu, marrying later, having children later, their reasons for doing so are significantly less <laughs> impressive than Jack Ryan's. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's but, true. You know, and you'd expect a certain kind of seriousness, not least of all because, as you said, he was a military guy, wanted that military career. That's an identity. That's a way of going through life, not just a job. But then mm -hmm. he lost it because of his an accident that crippled him, and he mm -hmm. has to deal with that too and figure out maybe that's what you should get in season two or three. How does this guy figure out that you could still serve your country but not mostly in the military sense. Mostly yeah. it'll be analysis and trying to make something that makes sense. The first season tries to do that. It keeps talking about maybe we should be preventing the next 9-11. Maybe we screwed up badly and we don't want to do this a second time. So there are avenues to, to go to it down. It will be interesting, and I look forward to that as they sort of reinvent this character for another generation. The I mean, the thing is, is that when it started out, when Jack Ryan started out, there's a clear, well, and present uh, enemy. There were the Soviets, and when you watch Hunt for Red October, you can't help but be impressed about how we thought about them. That we saw them as this. I mean, if you look at the at the vessel itself, the Red October, it's beautiful. It's gorgeously appointed. It's got a, almost a Star Trek-like bridge, and the sense of Soviet military prowess, technology, uh, cultural bonding, strength, all of these things, it's like they were the bad guys. They were an impressive foe. They could turn out a Dolph Lundgren with a sneer and a buzz cut who would pummel our Rocky until he got up like a piece of animate hamburger and, 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 and showed the world that America still got. I mean, they were the, and now, what does Jack Ryan have in, he has a diffuse, uh, you know, spread out all over the world, sleeper organization that sort of bled into the bloodstream. I, I mean, it's it's completely different than the Manichaean world that, that Jack Ryan originally came from. And Clan I mean, Clancy saw this coming, I guess, because I think in one of the books where it gets increasingly outlandish, Japan is the, is the big bad yeah. guy, right? Because in the late 80s, we had to freak out about Japan, just like <laughs> we don't have a country to freak out about anymore. Um, or we seem to feel, uh, by we, I mean Hollywood, seems to feel that it's wrong to, to identify countries as enemies. You'll note that. I mean, China. Yep. When was the last time China, actually, its government was seen as a threat and posed as a threat in American... I can't tell you. I, 1984, I Red Dawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean right. Cold War again. So it goes back a long time. We don't have that anymore. So we have to have either stateless actors like the obligatory Chechen... Um, yeah, uh, who you know was doing something bad, or the aforementioned John Voight businessman who stepped from behind the curtains. Uh, but I'm thinking, however, that Hollywood probably is think is said it's. I think it's safe to make Russians the bad guys again. Yeah, Be yeah. Because because they've obviously taken over our democracy, and and uh, Putin we now realize is a bad guy. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, Lord, I hope Jack Ryan is not going to be investigating Facebook for the 2016 elections and trying That's, to fight actually, Putin. Actually, yes, I room. am. No, 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 no. <laughs> yes, I do. I hope he does investigate Facebook. I hope that Mission Impossible style, he goes into their into their office, suspended from the ceiling, avoiding the little lasers as he finds his way into the hidden protocols that reveal the room where Mark Zuckerberg sits on a throne, electrodes going into the back of his brain. As, <laughs> as, 
as, as you know, blinking rapidly as he controls a billion social interactions. I would actually like that. All and right, I'll t- let's have Jack it, Ryan versus Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> the greatest Bond villain of them all. And it would work, though. The thing, I mean, <laughs> it actually would work, you know, via them against them or Google, because in that target audience, if we say that Jack Ryan is the new, you know, the millennial character, there is a distrust for that stuff. You hope that could actually be leveraged into something interesting. So whether or not Hollywood decides that the John Voight behind the, vill- the curtains, uh, white guy, corporate villain, actually is going to be Google, that would be. That would be brave on their part, and I'd I'd, I'd yeah, love to see it. Imaginative, I yeah, you're right. That's and it is sort of likelier that we'll do this instead of what we kind of should have as foreign policy menace, as you put it. Who is going to be the Soviet tough, resilient, tyrannic, super disciplined, super hierarchical with great technology and the kind of a death wish? China, yeah. right? China, yeah. who's threatening America now with? Everything from geopolitics to advances in technology that kind of put America behind in some fields. China. Is anybody going to make that movie? I don't think so. (laughs) No, I don't think they will. Partially because the movie and the series wouldn't play well in China, which I find fascinating. But but for Jack Ryan to go up against Google, because Google is helping China develop an internet search system that, that tattles on everybody who looks for certain keywords, would be fascinating. Um, but they'd have to say the word Google, and I can just imagine, you know, if you have, if you have Jeff Bezos greenlighting a show that finally says it's time for Amazon and Google to, to go to war, <laughs> you, you just wonder if what sort of court, you know, some interlocking treaty system like the. Yep. You know, the, the concert of Europe is going to wheel into place, and you know you'll have to say goodbye to your friends because you're you're, you're obliged to serve for Bing as opposed to the other. Um, I, <laughs> wow, I think I yeah. think I should stop. I think I should stop here before this gets more absurd. But uh, I'll just say, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a fun show. I look forward to the second season. And again, compare it to Bosch, which is a Iraq War vet cop. Um, as cliched as you get, but written with with great style and performed beautifully by by uh, Titus. It's not you, him. It's yes. it's something. To, is, after the next season of Bosch, let's talk again and see perhaps if uh, if we're looking at old archetypes versus the new, and if there anything particularly Western and American emerges from the two. Yeah, sure, it's a fine show. Thanks again for joining me, James. Let's do this again sometime. All the best. All the best to you, and thanks. It's always fun. Bye-bye.